Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and everybody else who should be working on a Monday, but you're taking time out of your day to watch us, and we greatly appreciate that. Or if you're listening later, hi, from the past. <laughs> it is Eat Sleep Podcast, Pete FM 99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I'm Sean Hood, and that is Dave Taylor. Good afternoon, everybody. We're unintentionally kind of matching today with our, our color, anyway. Just... Well, yeah, yeah, because we didn't see each other. We were in the building, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, we never saw each other. That was weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it is uh, a deep dive into all things professional wrestling here at FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. Head on over to the website if you want to get our most recent episode, which will be this one after we finish. And uh, <laughs> today we are going to tackle a review of WWE Fastlane. Before we get um, the real build towards WrestleMania tonight, uh, yeah, that thing. I sure. I feel it feels it feels more like one of those moving sidewalks at the airport to WrestleMania at this point. Like we're kind of on it, you know, just waiting. Where will we get there? Um, in any event, uh, yeah. So we have thoughts on the show, and we'll, this, we'll we'll get to them. <laughs> but as I said, uh, you can go to the websites to uh, find our most recent episode. All of the time, right under the media tab, just search ESPR. I'm sorry, just click ESPR under the media tab. Uh, you can also go to social media. That's the easy thing. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Podcasting apps. Let's do that first. You can find our all of our episodes. Like if you want to find our previous ones, like Dave's interview with Gilberg. Or if you want to see how many of our predictions we got right, you can find our preview of Fastlane, as well as some talk from AEW's uh, uh, Sham, uh, Shamrock Smash, I think is what it was called, Slam, whatever it was. And uh, you can find all those on your podcasting apps everywhere. Just search ESPR Wrestling, gives a five-star rating and review when you subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Now the social media. Uh, if you're watching us right now, then you have to have it because there's really no other way you could be watching us. Uh, you find us on Facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99. And, uh, of course, you can email us anytime at ESPR, uh, ESPR at FM99.com. Excuse me. Hi, Philip. How are you doing today? Hey, did, you, did, you, uh, did you watch Fastlane, Philip? Let us know in the comments there. Feel free to say hi if you are here watching along, by the way, as we do this live. And, uh, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I, do, I do have comments on the uh, show. Um, oh, I have can... comments on the show, Dave. <laughs> From... Uh... From people last night, I, actually, wow, they ended up with like sixteen on the page. So there's okay. quite a few to go through. So we'll get to that. Maybe when we get to the uh, the end of the show. But uh, or, or if they have to do with a certain segment of the show, you can always just read it then. Yeah, we, we, but either way, however we get to them, it is time. We're doing our fast lane review, and oh boy, here we go. <laughs> we'll start with the uh, pre-show. By the way, Philip says he missed the first half of the show. Which Philip, that's okay. If you saw the last half of the show, you saw, you the, saw the last half. Yeah, I was going to say, if you saw the last half of the show only, you might be tricked into believing this was a decent show. So uh, good for you. Stop yeah. there. Stop there. It was a two-match show. <laughs> two-match show. Uh, pre-show match. This wasn't a bad pre-show match in regards to ranking pre-show matches uh, with uh, Riddle uh, defending against the Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. Uh, you know, I guess the story is more probably what happened. By the way, the the, the bro Derek off the top rope, nice to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is kind of weird that they, you know, it's a big move done on a pre-show. Yeah, I thought it was a little strange, too. <laughs> I thought it was a little strange. Too. Like, wow, okay. Uh, they had a fine match for what it was. I mean, probably yeah, they, probably one of the better, you know, <laughs> matches of the night of the Bills, too. <laughs> they had a fine match for what it was, but boy, can you tell how far the U.S. title has fallen off since Bobby Lashley lost it? Yeah, like I mean, it is so far below the Intercontinental Title at the moment. 
Yeah. You know, and and even and even that didn't have a great showing on this particular program. No. Um. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. But I mean, the match was fine. Uh, they got a little extra. If they if they got maybe five more minutes, they might have been able to do a really really good match. Uh, but it was good. It was it was solid, and it was in a pre-show, so almost nobody watched it. Uh, but that the retribution angle, um, pretty much everybody walked out on, on Ali. Well, he got the choke slam from uh, uh, from Mason Slapjack. I, I don't know who's good reckoning out or uh, in retribution. Other than I know who Reckoning is, but uh, I know T Bar is. Yeah. So yeah. So they choke slam him afterwards. They walk out. So I'm assuming this is done. Can it be done? If there is a God in heaven, on their way through the back, they maybe found the 24/7 title and took it with them. That's the only thing I can hope for uh, at this point, and maybe took Vince with them as well. Um, in any event, I, I don't know. I'm hoping it's over. If it is, then if, if that was the end of Rebel Retribution, we never hear anything about Retribution again, then I will retroactively go back and give this match five stars. <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. Fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. All right. So the show officially opens at the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Nia Jax and Shane Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, both members of each team. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, we got some dissension going on, if you will. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. <laughs> That was, uh, yeah, two teams that don't get along in the tag team division. Great. That's, that's, that says a lot for the teams that are actually on the same page that aren't in that spot. Um, yeah, it works. I thought we we're going to get a natty Tamina run in at some point, but we didn't need it. So, no, no, it's no. Um, we, we didn't because it was enough of a train wreck on its own. The match, I mean, everybody did their parts fine. Yeah. It just wasn't entertaining. It just wasn't interesting to me. And Banks, Banks has got to be the new big show, right? With how frequently she goes face, heel, face, heel. Because, like, all of a sudden she's the bad guy again, it seems. Like, she, she's very clearly in this game across as a heel. Well, well, I don't know if, if it's if it's being done that way, if she's going to go full heel, or if it's just I, more of, like, they, they give Bianca, like, well, this is the one that you should be cheering for. So people aren't cheering for Sasha when there's a crown. Right, I get that. But you remember there was this whole thing where we had, like, uh, uh, people rooting for Hogan and Ultimate Warrior for, you know, Macho Man. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah. Hey, guess what? That can work fine if you write a good story. Um, guess what doesn't work fine? Anything if you write a bad story. And Sasha, I, but the problem is this. These short-term turns only work if you do them infrequently and Sasha kind of goes back and forth a bunch and you know they've done this with a big show enough for like six careers so it's it's really not it, it I don't care I just don't care and the problem is I'm supposed to believe that for about two months Sasha was a D again and then she's gonna go back to being a good guy that's just that to me that's just lazy slur it's lazy storytelling you go well we need a bad guy in this so uh flip a coin that's oh, you okay you're gonna do it well you know it's, it's what happens when you get two Faces, you know, kind of like the New Day and um, uh, Street uh, Profits, where yes. you know somebody's going to act a little bit heelish, but they're still Which, good guys. And I would have been fine with it had the New Day just stuck with that, <laughs> but they didn't. You know, but I, I think part of it is because Vince hates good guy versus good guy. Like, ah, you know, but like, but it's fine. You know, Sasha's popular and people want to cheer for her. But if you if you do this, it doesn't help her long term. Not at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyways, um, so yeah, because of the distraction. Um, Shane gets rolled up, um, which was just, it, which it's it just, uh, I, didn't, I just, I didn't like the ending. Skip the match. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I, I, that's a theme throughout the night. Cause I talked to somebody, uh, earlier today about this show and I basically said, Hey, if you're going to watch, uh, uh, the show, watch two of the matches and we'll tell yeah. you which, we'll tell you which ones to watch. This ain't yeah. it. Yeah. We haven't gotten there yet. Uh, Intercontinental championship match, Biggie versus Apollo Cruz. This one, this one under six minutes, which was a travesty. 
Sean, what I did like about this match was the physical part of this match. The ending completely, I'm going to say it, sucked. Oh, without a doubt. It was clunky, and it, did, it, it sucked. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I did not like it, and it's, it's a bummer because I know both of these guys are capable of better. But I think they were rushed in that tight span of six minutes. And it ended up being a real disappointment. The only thing I can hope is that they'll let them go back to this at WrestleMania and give them more breathing room. Give them 10, yeah. 15 minutes to work with and let them have a really solid match. Yeah, because I, I thought it was fine. And like you said, the ending was clunky. Uh, you know, you had the odd small package, and then they didn't, they didn't replay to sell the fact that, like, somehow Biggie got one over uh, on, on Apollo. Cause I had to go back and watch it and see, wait, did I miss something here? You know, and then, yeah, yeah. It's like they rushed through the match. Not not the fault of the performers. Mm-hmm. They needed more time. It, it, that was you know, kind of like the opening match where, yeah, if they give us five more minutes, could have told a great story. But instead, you know, they beat the heck out of each other, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, like, what do you mean it's over? Yeah, crappy finish in under six minutes. It was like, wait, what? Like, it, yeah. All this building up of, of Big E and the IC title and 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 uh, the kind of revamp of Apollo Cruz for that get out of here. This this is why I hate this pay per view so much. I hate it because they they corner themselves into writing matches where they have to come up with screwy finishes or bad finishes or something and then have to go back to the match a m- less than a month from now. Yeah, because you're almost never going to have a brand new feud in the three weeks leading to WrestleMania. And it's like, so they have to go back to the same exact match. Just let it have the extra, you know, couple of weeks. Give it the extra two or three weeks to build to WrestleMania. These storylines are supposed to be big and pivotal. So let them have room to breathe. But nope, nope. We got to it's shoehorn in this other match. I, you know, I wonder if, if this would be, you know, if, if the pay-per-view schedule is going to change. Because, you know, there's no more ordering the pay-per-view. We don't need to you know, just move the elimination chamber. Maybe you know a week or two later, get rid of fast lane. You know, then then you get, you got your build to WrestleMania. Aren't there two pay per views in this in their calendar year that are like two weeks apart? Uh, these here, and then there's another one I think around like October, November. Like yeah, like, there's, there's, there's two sets of pay per views. Yeah. yeah, dude, you could cut out two of these and just move one of the other two pay per views like in each situation forward a week. Yeah, and, and and fix all of this while eliminating two unnecessary shows. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Biggie wins. I'm sure there'll be a rematch at Mania at some kind. Of course, because you know, which because you know we've already, we haven't seen, and this is the problem. We've already seen these two wrestle each other numerous times. So now you're making us do it yet again at WrestleMania after this crappy finish. This is by far the worst match they've had so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're supposed to get uh, Shane McMahon versus Braun, which we didn't talk about because we knew it was going to happen. You want to talk uh, about a waste of everybody's time? Yeah, waste so, of everybody's time. Yeah. This was a joke. Um, like the idea of, of, of Shane and Braun was, you know, I was interested just to see because I figured Braun was going to like manhandle Shane. Yeah. But we knew he'd have to get out of it somehow because they're going to have to have the rematch at WrestleMania so Shane can jump off of something. But um, I, I, it just the idea that Elias gets put in this position and whatnot, and Braun just destroys him. It's a squash match. It was a squash match like for TV. Like that's yeah. how most of the matches felt tonight was like they were regular TV matches with no real stakes, with no real story, and they just sucked. Yeah, um, th- this was pointless other than the angle thing. And then, like, Shane McMahon didn't do anything. No. Didn't do anything. Lame. 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 I don't like bait and switches to begin with. They always say if you're not going to give people what they what you, what you advertise, you have to give them something better. And I understand that Shane's a heel and he's getting out of this, so he's going to give us something, you know, not necessarily better. But, Jesus, Elias, you couldn't find anybody, like, 
anybody better. Like I, if you're done, with, here's my thing. If you're done with retribution, I would have had the retribution characters call come out unmasked and they've aligned themselves with Shane McMahon. Now they couldn't yeah. beat the, they couldn't beat the system. So they joined the system. You know what I mean? And now they're helping him against Braun Strowman, you know, cause you could immediately put over the new group as a threat by taking down somebody like Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I but no, let's go with freaking Elias, who's just going to get yeah. splashed. Well, you know, they would do that, but then on Raw, like they would all, all lose to him in, in a match. And then yeah, and in a handicap match. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, this next match, I thought was well, I, I'll say number three of matches of the night. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, this is third, but I have an issue with this one too. Shinsuke's dropped off so hard yeah. that the idea of a match in the idea of this match was just like, well, they'll both be technically good. <laughs> you know that's kind of how I went into it because I'm like, I mean they'll do well, but it's not like it's gonna matter. Shinsuke is not gonna win, no. And and I, unfortunately, we're not gonna get a, a a dream match caliber match. Um, they got like 14 or 15 minutes or something like that. They did fine. Um, it was good. It, it was it was a good match, but this to me felt more like the main event of a SmackDown. It didn't feel. It did not feel like it had a place on this pay per view. I mean, I, I thought. You know, I will say this. I, I maybe I liked it a little more than you did. I oh, I liked like, the match. I just feel like Shinsuke has been so devalued that it made the match matter less. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like, when you mentioned that, because I, I don't know who's Michael Cole or whatever. It's like, well, you know, Shinsuke needs a wedding, so whatever. And then, and then um, Corey Graves is trying to sound like, well, no, you had all this. And so yeah. Just limiting the terms of building momentum. I hate that term. But uh, you know, it's like, well, Shinsuke's got to build momentum towards whatever. Tour, yeah, um, towards what? He's got nothing going on. <laughs> like that's the part that kills me. Is oh, Shinsuke needs to build, and I'm with you. That's an overused term. But like, Shinsuke needs to build momentum for what? He has no program at the moment. He's not involved in any kind of title thing. He's made no claims about aspirations of getting a title. Like, why does he need momentum? Like, what's he building momentum towards? Nothing. And that's my problem with this match was that it meant nothing. There's no real issue between Seth and Shinsuke other than like Shinsuke and Cesaro were kind of teaming together for a little bit when they, you know, were, were sort of partners for a bit with uh, uh, Sami Zayn and everything. But that kind of was on and off Meh, with that. And then even that felt ragtag at best. And then they lost most of the time, yeah. you know, so it, that didn't matter. And then uh, Shinsuke since then has done absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's been so he's one of those guys that as much as I love Shinsuke, I want him to leave when his contract is up and go back to Japan. I I, I well the gauntlet thing. Like they didn't capitalize on that. Missed opportunity, no! right? Yes. Yes, completely missed opportunity. You had two organic people going into Royal Rumble season that, that were people were all over Shinsuke and Cesaro. And we've really done nothing with either of them, but a little more with Cesaro. We'll see what happens after yeah. this feud with Seth. But, I mean, you know, a little more with Cesaro. Yeah. At least Cesaro's winning on TV again. And, and, uh, yes. And he brought the swing back. So. Cesaro's <laughs> on TV, so there's that. Okay, so the first real barn burner of the night. Uh, yes. no barn match. Thank you. You're back in time versus James, which we knew. We, we said these guys are going to beat the holy heck out of each other. They, oh, my gosh. Boy, did they beat the holy heck out of each other. They they Wow. They they are some stiff stiff dudes. Yeah. Like if they if they're working with somebody else who's got that kind of style, boy, that is fun to watch. And like, see, this is the kind of stuff that I want the the like the I wanted the Brock Lesnar match to be. You yeah. know what I mean? I wanted these two to really go at each other and beat the living daylights out of each other. And and it could have been this really. I mean, Brock's capable of it, 
Um, and but Seamus and him, man, over delivering in each situation, and I love it, love it, love yeah. it, love it. Uh, even though Seamus lost, I hope he's got something. They've got something for him on the other side of this because he has really worked his his butt off the last couple of months and uh, stepped up when he's been asked to. Absolutely, I mean he, he is. It's kind of like it's almost like you know late like Randy Orton, and, and you know Randy's been great in the last. Well, we'll get to Randy in a second. For for most part, for the last year or two. Um, but the, the spot with the okay, you know what? You had what the the unsanctioned match with an AEW uh, Dynamite with the ladies and stuff, and then you have the same kind of match. And I wonder what this is like. You know, are people like who like that other match going to trash this match, or or vice versa? Um, the only thing you didn't have in this match was blood. But you have the spots with the monitors, with the uh, – I guess that's how they get rid of the Thunderdome, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you had that. Uh, Philip really loved this match. He said it was probably the best match. This is, this is probably when he tuned in was, was yeah, this match. Yeah. Like if he caught the last half of the show roughly. Which was a and, great time. <laughs> hey, great, great. This was a hot opener, Philip. <laughs> uh, but you had that – you had the um, – uh, I gotta forget the new the uh, the Celtic cross or what he does with the move like under the table, and the announce table was great. Um, so you had that going on. You had uh, you know the kendo sticks just, just hitting each other hard. Um, you know, but you didn't you didn't get crazy with weapons or anything. I mean, you had the chairs and the stuff. No, it was just a fight. It was just a fight. It was yeah. they they didn't need to go too overboard. It was just a fight. Yep. They didn't need exploding barbed wire, and they didn't need no. you know horrible pyro and whatnot. They just needed the, a couple a couple of instruments, and uh, they did they man they did the work and they told the story and they did a great job. Yeah. And, and we knew who was going to win this match. In but, all likelihood, yeah, yeah. But it was the story of of how we got there, which which made it work. Which hey, which is wrestling is sometimes we know who's going to win, but if you can give us the story that part, dude. Was there anybody who for a second thought that Hulk Hogan was going to lose throughout like the eighties and the nineties and whatnot? Like, no, you never really believed Hulk Hogan was going to lose, but you bought into the story and stuff. That's all that mattered. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bruno Sammartino held that damn title for what? 10 years or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, there had to be a certain point where people just went, okay, well, Bruno's going to win. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, I mean, you know, uh, LOL Bruno wins. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, 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 <laughs> you want to talk about Roman Reigns being shoved down your throats or Cena being yeah. shoved down your throats. Good Lord. But you know, it, like you said, it was the story that mattered. And while I didn't, I, I, I didn't love the setup uh, as far as like, I feel like the turn on Drew could have been more meaningful. They've done yeah. a good job with it uh, since then. And and I've been into it. So again, yeah. those guys, great match to that point, match of the night. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And then the next match, uh, I guess it's your downturn or whatever. The intergender match with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Uh, hey guys, Orton put over a younger star. <laughs> I really didn't think we were going to get a legitimate like pinfall in this. I thought it was going to go to a non-finish, which is what I thought was happening. Yeah, like I thought we, I thought we were going to call in the lights and everything. And I mean, the fiend shows up, and like I thought for sure that they were going to just call it a no, a no contest. You know what I mean? But no, Alexa, Alexa Bliss beat Randy Orton. I was like, what? That's in the record books now. Alexa Bliss beat <laughs> Randy Orton. Like that's insane to me. It doesn't mean anything, but. No, it doesn't, but that's just crazy <laughs> to me that, they, that that's a thing. Um, but the Fiend's, the Fiend's back. back. He looks like a burned version of himself, like all charred and whatnot, which, I mean, I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, I, it, I'll, I'll agree with Philip. It was creepy. It was They've done a good job with the vibe as far as all this goes. Like the, the, the Fiend and Alexa stuff is creepy, no doubt, but they go overboard, like the black goo. And like, that's yeah. just, that's too, again, with the black goo, like 
he needs to whatever Papa Shango is doing mixed up in this feud, he needs to stop it. <laughs> he needs to stop it. Maybe um, he's controlling the fiend, yeah. <laughs> but worst case scenario, I'm still looking forward to the fiend and Randy Orton at WrestleMania to see what they do. You are more than I am, so but I'm in, uh, I mean I'm intrigued. You know, I mean it, it was fine for what it was. It was more, I guess, of an angle than a match. Oh, without a doubt. It was it was yeah. it was way more sizzle than steak. Yeah. 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 Uh, what one match left on the show? Oh, you mean the main event of the evening? The WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, defending his title against Daniel Bryan with Edge as the special guest enforcer. Um, this was match of the night for me. Holy hell, did those guys have a great match. Man, man. Um, this, this was a 30-minute match. I, yeah. I, I didn't even know it went 30 minutes. Dude, it breezed through. <laughs> it just breezed on through. And they did so, – this is one of the reasons I love Bryan so much and I'm going to miss him when he's gone. He's so believable – as a younger, a uh, younger, a smaller guy who can beat guys substantially bigger than him. It's not, it's not weird. Like you don't have to, there's no, there's no real suspension of disbelief for me. Like yeah. I have, I have to do that sometime with Ray Mysterio. You know what I mean? Um, and I hate to say that about Ray. He's usually good at finding ways, but there's sometimes where you're like, eh, mm, you know what I mean? Like, like they just caught him when he tried to do that same move. And now all of a sudden it's going to get a pin. And, but I, I just, I, uh, Daniel Bryan does such a good way of like thinking out ways to get himself in positions where he can look like he's about to win the match. And it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like a, 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 a fluke or anything like that. It seems like he's just out wrestling the guy. And I loved, I mean, we, I, he said match became predictable toward the end when Uso got involved. I mean, that's a Roman Reigns match these days, but um, I loved towards the end when Bryan uh, accidentally blasted edge yeah. Um, and then he manages to get Roman in the uh the yes lock, right? Yeah. And Roman looks like he's going out, looks like he's gonna tap, and his hand does that one real faint kind of tap, you know what I mean? And, it, and you know that it was on purpose because the announcers pointed it out. You know what I mean? Like a talk, oh is he tapping, you know, it's like they're they're pointing it out, so you're supposed to wonder that. Um, and then Edge comes in and blasts. You know, Brian, he blasts both of them, really. Yeah. And then uh, um, Roman get, ends up getting the win. So this very clearly, to me, seems to set up a, a triple threat at WrestleMania. You think, you, you think we're going to get that? Or, or do you, you yeah, think I don't. More... I think had Brian just lost, it would have been more definitive. It was going to be Edge and Reigns. But I think, A, you've got the physical involvement between Edge and Brian, right? Not to mention that you got the tap from Roman. Like that little tap. Daniel Bryan has a strong, strong case for inserting himself into this match. Now, could they wait and use him on the other side as a threat for either guy after WrestleMania? Absolutely. But I do feel like you could put Daniel Bryan in this and divide up some of the workload for him and Edge, especially uh, going into this match. And uh, give give Roman, if Roman wins that, he can pin Bryan, not pin Edge. Keep the title. Edge's comeback story isn't really hurt by that. Um, and Daniel Bryan still looks great. Um, with the the really being out of the fold and working into that match at WrestleMania, yeah, I wonder, you know, if like I mean, Edge's return has been fine. Now, now ratings wise, he hasn't been. Dude, nothing matters. Like with with the ratings, not a thing matters. They can have The Rock on TV. They can have Austin on TV. It is not moving the ratings. But but he's not. I don't know if he's generating the buzz. So maybe having Daniel in this match 
may help the more you know casual person go. Oh, well, I like Daniel Bryan as opposed to. Is, is it possible? Sure, it's entirely possible. But I, at this point, dude, I don't know what it takes to motivate people to. Uh, you know what? I lie. I lie. I know what it takes. It takes consistently good storytelling, and they haven't had that. You can tell me you're going to have Stone, Keith, Stone Cold Steve Austin on Raw next week, but guess what? If I didn't do this podcast, it wouldn't make me more likely to watch Raw. I would skip Raw. I don't care that Stone Cold's there. I'd read what Stone Cold did later, or I'd look up a video of it, but I'm not going to watch Raw for it because the writing has been so consistently bad, I'm not sitting through three hours of it. Well, this is like, you know, let's bring the legends onto the show, and the legends don't do a gosh darn thing. Yeah. They're backstage segments, which, you know, we, we talked about. It's like, well, they need to bring them out there in the match and put them on commentating, which now what have they done? They put other wrestlers on commentating, which I like. I'm glad they did that because... Meaningful... As- meaningful inclusion on these shows is what matters you know yeah. and i mean edge yes has been involved in a big program and everything but it's not like um really we had weeks and weeks of not knowing who he was going to challenge roman reigns being the only one with really you know the one that everybody thought he was going to challenge in the first place um then you know we knew there was no chance he was challenging finn balor in nxt even though that would have been cool <laughs> um because it would have been me because he could have done the whole i've never held that title thing before um, but he, you know, he, he, he went with Roman Reigns, which made perfect sense. And I mean, the story has been good, but it hasn't been like barn burner good. You know what I mean? And edges and edges back. He's back and he's there yeah. regularly. So I'm not trying to be a jerk, but he's back and he's there regularly. You're not going to get that pop. You know what I mean? That's no. just not going to happen. If Ed, the night edge comes back, you know, he, he, the, the night he returns to, to WWE and says, I'm back. Oh yeah. You, you're going to get, you'll get a pop for that. But after that, and he's there every week. He's been pretty consistently on television. Yeah, he's another character on the show, and you've got to keep people interested in the show for the people on it to matter. You know, and that's where WWE's dropping the ball. I can't blame the talent for most of this. I'm blaming the writing no, on, no. on most uh, it, of it. It's the writing because like it's been frustrating with uh, with Shayna, I know Shayna, um, Sasha, and Bianca. Um, I, you know, the whole women's tag team thing right now. Uh, this, you know, the Big E, uh, Apollo Cruz should have been better. You know, it's it's just the direction where they go with certain stars. And then with Edge, it's, you know, he's back, but he's wrestled, you know, one match in television is fine. You're going to save him from the pay-per-view. I, I yep. get it. But. Yep. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. But again, I think it was, I think it was a great match. Uh, it was a two, it was a two match show. Yeah. Uh, the, the best, the best thing you have, like I was telling somebody today, the only matches they need to watch are, are McIntyre and, she- and Sheamus and uh, Brian and Reigns. Um, I didn't include Shinsuke and, um, uh, Seth Rollins because it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't mean anything. Uh, look, I would include that one, but but just as if you want to watch a third, go watch that one. Yeah, but for me, I'm like, I I would rather you don't. I would rather you just get the <laughs> best flavor from the show and then move on. You know what I mean? I would right. rather you just get. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Philip here. If you started the the McIntyre Sheamus uh, match, then it was eight out of ten. It was a good show. It was a damn good show. <laughs> um, but if you started the beginning like we did. This thing kind of sucked. Yeah. This thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a six out of ten, and that's really only because of those two matches saving it. Yeah, and Chris brings up a good point too. Should have had something with Lashley on the show. Uh Sean, I'm right there with you with the six. It's a solid six. A uh, solid six. And and if, if those two matches didn't happen, um, you know, oh, it's a four or a five if those two yeah, matches don't yeah. happen. This, if, this, if those two matches don't <laughs> happen, it's easily a four. Yeah. 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 The, but, those two matches saved the hell out of it. Yeah, because they had everything. You had you had you know two guys don't like each other. You had a a, a brawl, a a storytelling match um, mm-hmm. that was just so well done. Um, where, you know, 
And when you, when you have a match where I'm thinking, like, holy smokes, Daniel Bryan could win this thing. Yeah, even though we knew he wasn't going to win. <laughs> yeah. Even though we knew he wasn't going to win, there were still believable moments in there where you were like, oh, well, I, I may let, you know. They gave you, like, that 2% opening where you're like, maybe? <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. It was, it was, it was really well done, but. Boy, I got to tell you, they got a they got a lot to do to hype me up for WrestleMania at this moment because I am not hyped, uh, especially we, we, for a two night event. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, we, I will say that I took the Monday after off. Oh, I can stay up and watch both nights. Oh, so that way we can review it on Monday. So, uh, well, but by well, by the way, well, you, you, that or we just go live after each Mania. So. I mean, we could do that too. Technically, maybe if I'm hey, still going to be away. Because because our our page uh, was uh, live last night. But uh, do you want to answer Chris's question? I bring up the rest of uh, well, I mean, Chris's question will be that um, we talked about it at the beginning of the review, and when the show is posted, you can go check that out. I mean, it was fine. We Riddle, we didn't have much of a discussion on Riddle himself. We talked about the match and kind of how meaningless Retribution is, and how you know the show. They kind of they they worked with what they had, and they had a decent match, but it wasn't like. It didn't burn the house down, but it was a pre-show match. But it's funny, this is on the pre-show, but we get Braun and Elias on the main card. Mm, <laughs> great. Yeah, that would probably great. be your fourth best match of the night was the pre-show match. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, Rhea Ripley uh, deb- debuts on Raw tonight. Yes! So, my future ex-wife. So is she, is she going to challenge I'm very excited about this. Or what are we going to get? <laughs> um, she very well could. I would think that she's going to char- challenge Charlotte, though. That would be my first assumption. Um, Charlotte's been taking off the poster for pay-per-view because yeah, I'm she's that. doing a TV show now. So I, may, I don't know if yeah. that means like she's not available for Mania or what's going on. Yeah, uh, we'll have to see. Maybe she will challenge Asuka. I don't know. Either way, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe so she I, show, maybe she shows up with a tag team partner and or finds a tag team partner and goes after Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Because remember, she's the one who beat Shayna for the NXT Women's Championship. That's right. So they've got a story, too. Yeah, but they but they may strap a rocket onto her. Uh, they got to build the brand around her. You need to do exactly with her what you did with Drew McIntyre once you finally gave him the Rumble win and everything. Like yeah. start, a couple of months before that, where you started building them up and everything, like you need to do that with her because she is a star waiting to happen. Yes, um, she is. She's got the look. She's got the 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 character, the 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 X factor, the charisma. I mean, and she's got the talent. Like. Do not mess her up. Come on, please, Vince. I understand that you probably don't get uh, short-haired, metal, uh, muscular women, but please, she's amazing. Yeah. But she's the nightmare, Rhea Ripley. So. Well, yeah, she was nightmare on, on NXT, too, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, but, that, but now it's going to be more, you know. I, I will say this. Um, if you go back, like, on YouTube a ways ago, she had, like, this completely different look before she cut her hair. This oh yeah, block, you know when she was yeah. a little bit more, you know, in the greener side, learning the business. Oh yeah, she was, well, the, but she'll be the first one to tell you. Back then, she was trying to be what she thought WWE wanted her to be. Yeah, like, and she actually didn't get a contract from that the first time around. Um, she was in the May Young Classic twice, and in the second one, she decided to be who she wants to be, yeah. or who she is. And she said, "This is way more me. I, I work out all the time. I love metal music. Um, I, you know, but you know, I'm more I'm more aggressive and in your face than than I was, you know, was before." Yeah. And she's gone with it, and it has worked amazingly for her. Yeah. So she needs to like. I really hope they don't mess it up because she is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, four matches announced for Mania. Uh, so okay. Far. Right. Well, obviously, that's, that's going to change after tonight. And probably yeah. A two night event. And- you think we're going to get some more matches announced? Jesus. Uh, we're uh, one, two, three weeks away. So, yeah, three weeks away from Mania, and we need to get like 
easily another eight, nine matches announced. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, by the way, holy uh, crap. Yeah. So, uh, so, so comments, by the way, on um, Fastlane before we go. Okay, uh, real quick, rattle them off. All right. Uh, Jeffrey Dietz. Remember Jeffrey? I uh, said, mm-hmm. decent show overall. I feel like it was a pointless pay-per-view to have. Women's tag match never should have happened the first time, nor this time. Uh, you know, honestly, Dakota Kai and Raquel uh, Gonzalez should have had the belts, or they should be competing for them at TakeOver, but if they get a participation trophy award instead, and then you lose them. Uh, the finish to Biggie and Apollo, stuff like that, in the tag match, why well, we didn't need this pay-per-view. Big props to the main event and Drew and Sheamus. Yeah, there you go. See? It's essentially how we felt about the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul uh, said it was weak. Um, now, what do we get? Uh, Jordan says, now, where do we go with that return of uh, The Fiend? Uh, would that be your main match? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so we know yeah. that'll be announced tonight. Uh, and Jeffrey uh, says, oh, when that hand popped up, I was like, it's Mark Henry and May Young's kid. Yeah. That, 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 that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get more matches announced tonight and everything, and we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Maybe we will review the shows tonight uh, as they air, or after they air, right after they go yeah. off the air. Um, I just, I'm disappointed with the show entirely. Uh, not our show. Our show's amazing. But the, um, <laughs> Thank you. the uh, other show. Um, I would like to throw it out there to those of you watching or those of you listening later. I was speaking to somebody who is involved with the uh, Rock Shop. Uh, somebody who's who's very involved in that project. Um, you you know who it is, uh, Dave. And um, it, one might even say it's their, it's their baby. Um, in any event, I was speaking with that person. And he is like, why don't we have ESPR shirts? So uh, we he, they're gonna they're gonna have that discussion and hopefully in the future we'll be having some ESPR shirts up for those yes. who would like to get you one. So in any event, uh, you know what we should do, Dave, just for the sake of it, um, it have, have have it say ESPR, then a hashtag Team Sean, hashtag Team Dave, see who sells more. But <laughs> start our own little rivalry. But no, hey, it would be great if we get some shirts. Buy them out. Come on. Uh, hey, you're darn right. I'll win. Um, I'm mom's boy, and I'm fine. Your whole family watched this podcast. Well, my family, well, not the whole family, just like my mom and my aunt and my nephew and my, you know, my just. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Andrade was released today. We'll mention that just real quick as we go. Oh. We'll just see what happens with him. We we're not we're not going to get into it too much right now. We'll talk about that later um, because we, we we need to wrap up the show here. Um, but Chris, if you're going to that, if you're going to Mania, you need to make your own ESPR side, man. Make a creative. Or just write ESPR on some poster board. I don't care. <laughs> just whatever you can do. We don't have any signs. <laughs> we, I don't have a sign for you anywhere. Yeah, Sorry. I, I don't either. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Andrade thing. Well, you, you got to wonder, you know, like. What he he asked for his sure. release. Yeah, I, know, I know he asked for it, but, um, you know, it, it would it be awkward with uh, with Charlotte anyway. You know, they are engaged and, you know, couple I mean, that's been together for a long time. So. There's there's plenty of couples who work across both brands. Adam Cole's worked for WWE here for several years, and yeah. Baker is the main fist of the AEW women's division. It is what it is. Yeah, but, um, but Britt wasn't like, you know, in WWE and then left and went over there or whatever, you know. I mean, now, of course, no, I know, but have, I mean, uh, Renee, Young, Renee Young was here when, when Moxley went. When Moxley left, yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's not, I, I don't see it as being that big of a deal. I think it'll be fine. Um, it, it, it's, it's a shame that they had a lot of potential, and they just could, he did. Could, he did. They separated like, from they separated from Zelina, and that was kind of the death knell. You knew nothing was coming for him after that. Yeah. Um, so, in any event, uh, we'll talk more about uh, that and some other news uh, on our next episode, which will probably be probably be next week. In any event, 
Uh, thank you for joining us today. If you were here with us, remember, you can always email us, ESPRFM99.com, if you have thoughts on Fastlane or have thoughts about WrestleMania coming up or anything else, whatever you want to tell us, go ahead and shoot us an email. Social media, facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter, at ESPR99. And, uh, of course, by the way, you can – how dare you, Chris? And uh, uh, you can always – that's a travesty. How dare you? Um, <laughs> you can always uh, find us on your major podcasting app. Just search ESPR Wrestling. And subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review when you do. And then last but not least, fm99.com and 1069thefox.com under the media tab. Just look for ESPR. It is that simple. So until next week, as we will continue on the road, well, officially be on the road to Messle... <laughs> Easy for you to say. I just said Take the road to Messlerania. <laughs> well, it, it is a mess. Uh, you know what? You're right. I'm sticking with it. On the road <laughs> to Messlemania. Remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Make it a great day, everybody. Except you, Chris. Get out.